The Business of Cannabis is brought to you by CashTech Currency Products, North America's leading cash management provider for cannabis retailers. Cash recyclers, smart safes, software and services, CashTech has everything the cannabis retailer needs to track, manage, and secure the cash earned in the dispensary. Don't take chances with your cash. Call CashTech and solve the problem. Visit www.cashtechcurrency.com to learn more. You're listening to Hayes Radio Network, Cannabis Lifestyle Radio. It's the business of cannabis indeed, and I indeed am your host, Dave Sky, uh, once again here to bring you the most relevant, groundbreaking, innovative business stories from the cannabis front lines. The latest in cannabis brands, services, innovations in retail, software, distribution, marketing. A hard look at the hard realities of making money in the cannabis industry. We have two special guests this week, and I say special because each of them have this, has a, a unique product and service. One is bringing a new beverage to California, and, and the other is providing a technology to enable banking services. Both have the potential to be disruptive. First off, I'll chat to Darnell Smith of Moon, which is spelled M-X-X-N. It's disruptive enough, perhaps. And, but he's developed a cannabis-infused substitute for alcohol, uh, substitute for gin and tequila and bourbon. Um, so you get a similar taste profile, but not the booze. Uh, he's launching his first product in California and plans to roll out more products over the next 12 to 24 months. Our second guest is Mike Kennedy, a co-founder and chief strategy officer of Green Check Verified, a company that provides a software platform to ensure cannabis operators are compliant with all government regulations. They also provide a range of consulting services to supplement the platform. They're working to make banking services a reality for the cannabis industry, and that could be a game changer. Uh, virtually any business needs access to a full range of standard banking services, or they risk being bogged down in inef- inefficient processes, and, and worse, they face cash flow issues and cash management flows. Well, there's no banking services unless banking or banks or financial institutions uh, step up and involve themselves in cannabis, and Green Check Verified uh, helps make that happen. The cannabis be- beverage market and the cannabis compliance industries are also uh, fairly crowded places. So let's hear how Darnell Smith of Moon and Mike Kennedy of Green Check Verified believe their companies can be successful and thrive where others have failed. Now all that, and and then I'll be joined by my trusty sidekick, Matt Cook, and we'll discuss what Darnell and Mike had to say, evaluate their value propositions, and put their conversations in the context of the cannabis industry as a whole. If you're working in the business side of cannabis or interested in the business side, you are in the right place. I'm Dave Sky, your host, and this is The Business of Cannabis. Darnell Smith has spent some 15 years in the global uh, spirits world, companies like Diageo, uh, Pernod Ricard, uh, Bacardi, and maybe that lifestyle led a bit uh, to too much alcohol. He started uh, worrying about his health. Around the same time, this former defensive end who played football at Notre Dame uh, was beginning to feel some uh, pain in his body. Uh, and uh, for the reasons why, please refer back to that football career I just mentioned. So he began making THC tinctures um, to help with the pain. And eventually he began to use his tinctures, you know, w- in, at the bar, mixing it with tonic as a replacement for alcohol. 
years of perfecting that ratio along with more R&D led his consulting company called Mojo to launch a venture arm and its first product, Moon, spelled M-X-X-N, which is a THC-infused replacement uh, for gin, tequila, and bourbon. And I've been told there'll be more. Um, so in uh, Darnell's words, it's the buzz without the booze. Uh, Darnell, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, David. Yeah, well, no, it's a super interesting uh, um, product uh, and quite unique. So let's start with the uniqueness. How does Moon work? Yeah, um, so you kind of touched upon it in your in your intro in the sense like it's born of the idea of a tincture. Um, but 15 years ago when I was making the tincture, the, the technology that we're using today didn't exist yet. And that's, okay. <laughs> um, you know, twofold, right? One, there's been advancements in uh, development of flavor systems that can take all of the good things from alcohol and leave behind the ethanol. Um, so the flavor notes, if you're talking about a gin, you know, you're talking about cucumber, you're talking about juniper, you're talking about these flavor notes that really are amazing when you pull them apart from the ethyl alcohol. And so that's really what we did with Moon. We focused on distilling the flavor notes uh, rather than, you know, distilling uh, to create ethyl okay. alcohol. And instead of the alcohol, we replaced the alcohol component with nanoemulsified cannabis. Um, and so that's really how we developed it. So think, you know, when you taste the spirit, typically on the front of the palate, right, you get some of the flavor notes, mid palate, you get, you know, that ethanol explosion, and then you get the burn at the finish. With Moon, it's, it's parallel in the sense that you get the same flavor notes on your tongue. In the mid palate, it's much more mild because you don't have the ethanol blast, but you still have a nice warm finish. And the way we designed it was right to be completely analogous to a standard pour of alcohol in both form and function. And by that, I mean, right. So an ounce and a half shot of our product is about six milligrams, which would be, you know, roughly equivalent. Roughly, uh, right. A shot of, a, right. A shot of alcohol. And right. so, um, we really worked hard for fast acting technology, meaning that it's, you know, our product should, should, you should start to feel the effects within 15 to 30 minutes. And so as you're sessioning cocktails with other, you should expect to have similar, uh, you know, kind of a similar ramp as you are drinking cocktails. Um, and so that's really what we aim for is to truly make this a foolproof way to say, you know what, am I familiar with gin? Yep. Okay. If you're familiar with gin, you know how right. to use London dry. Um, are you familiar with tequila? And it's the same thing for all the things that we're going to come out with. And it's really just a foolproof way to, in my mind, get rid of some of the not so good things of alcohol and keep the things that we all love, which is the taste and the... And the so I know you've been asked this a million times, that taste profile. I get the idea of the gin, but is there a cannabis flavor to it? And now, also, so the, that was really big on, on our development uh, kind of view was the fact that like, right, that we obviously get that like terpenes are huge and people, some people love, right, the smell and the flavor profile that come off of the terpenes of cannabis. But for us, every bit of cannabis starts to conflict with the flavor system of the gin, bourbon, or tequila. Right. 
And totally, totally. I think what you see out there, and this is kind of something that is a little bit of a pet peeve for me. I know the media has to do this, but whenever they talk about cannabis cocktails, the first thing you see in the glass is a, a leaf, a cannabis leaf. Yes, which, of course. Yes. Right. Which is like, <laughs> uh, you know, but right. for us, um, it was really important for there to be absent of cannabis taste, right? Because we wanted the flavor system of the gin, the bourbon, tequila to shine through. And so we worked really hard to um, go opposite of most people, right? And really make sure we did not have. It's amazing. Um, no, it's super cool. Because that's one of the things. I mean, some people might like it, but yeah. uh, mostly not. Yeah. It's one thing to smell it. It's another thing to taste it. Um, well, tell me, and it's that's uh, this idea that there's a similar timing to to say the alcohol experience. How do I feel when I'm drinking Moon? Typically, we we refer to it as a glow. It's more of just a, a release. It's kind of like a lightness. It's kind of like a feeling of just the edges being rounded, right? So it's not like edibles, or it's not like. Um, smoking a joint it's a is it a would it be or, or is there an, an analogous it's relationship probably closer to edibles than a joint right like okay. just the difference of how your lung processes thc versus how your liver processes it is part of the difference right like so absorbing through your liquid is more or your liver is more of a body high right right oh so the edibles would be the liver yeah and yours yeah. is absorbed into the bloodstream uh, it was it's a, the liver, yeah. yeah. Oh, so through like, the liver as well. Smoking is obviously through yeah. the lungs, and the lungs process THC differently than the liver does. So, how and not to get too scientific, but a little bit scientific because this yeah. just to break the how do you know that it's the effect is going to be 10, 15 minutes, like a, a, a set? Because one thing about edibles is some you never know, yeah, you could have no effect, you could have too much effect. and you kind of have to play around. So how does that work? It has to do with um, mm -hmm. emotion technology and the uniformity of the product. I think. Uh, okay. Using, say, say that again. Something. It's the nano emotion technology. Nano emotion, emotion technology. technology. Okay. Right? It, Take it, us through that. <laughs> and and I'm, I'm, I'm belaboring the point because I think that's what makes this such a fascinating <laughs> thing that yeah. it works. It's not just, you know, from what I'm hearing. So what is, yeah. what is that? So in the simplest terms, it is uh, a more uniform and smaller way to deliver THC. And the best way it was told to me by a scientist was, imagine you have a chain link fence and you're trying to throw two things through the chain link fence. The first thing was the old way and how we used to do cannabis edibles. And it was like trying to throw a softball through a chain link fence, right? Now, with nanoemulsion technology, it's like trying to throw sand through the chain link fence. Mm. And so you can see it's much easier for the body to process the sand going through versus the clumps of softballs going right. through. Right, gotcha. It's a faster onset. So, uh, okay. We're, we're talk, let me, uh, talking to Darnell Smith from Mojo uh, and their venture arm has released a fascinating new product called Moon which is sort of an alcohol replacement, THC infused um, uh, replacement for gin, tequila, bourbon. Uh, let's skip the science, cause I get that. Okay, this works. Let's talk about the business of it. Who, who do you think, who's this targeted to? 
Well, so sort of talk about your demo, talk about geography. What yeah, plan? our demo is is really this this craft cocktail consumer, right? We look at it as we are another, we call it alt alcohol or, you know, alternative alcohol in the sense of it still plays very heavily in that same social occasion, whether it be entertaining friends at home, whether it be girls night out, whether it be pregame, right. all this. I totally got it. Yeah. Right, still apply, but right, it essentially is another alternative for someone to enjoy themselves without drinking alcohol. And so our demo is wide, right? Like girls' night out is different than pregame, right? Uh, totally is, yeah. Different than, um, you know, uh, tailgating, right? It's all different. And so our, our, our demo is just as wide. I will tell you till now, We've been pretty evenly split between female and male consumers. We we range. Did that surprise you? Did you think uh, that? It, it it didn't surprise me. I mean, in the spring, we started to see female pull ahead a little bit, right? Whereas in the winter, um, Kentucky Oak, our bourbon was much more uh, popular. And so it was a okay. little even. And so right. it just really depends. You know, we kind of, what, what we've really found is we, trend just about the same as spirits do and it that surprised me a bit right and oh. that, that to me was good because it meant that we were now intruding on an existing occasion versus trying to create an occasion like try. i said uh it validated your premise exactly <laughs> if it's supposed to be a something for gin and it should break down like gin Exactly. Uh, and, you know, a lot of folks ask, ask me, do, am I trying to replace alcohol? And, you know, alcohol has been around for legally over a hundred years and, you know, physically. Yeah, 10, thought, right. <laughs> you got a ways to go before you replace it. <laughs> as long as we can remember. <laughs> I really just, you know, my goal is I think, you know, Moon and, and other cannabis beverages deserve a seat at the table when we are in those occasions and we're making choices for ourselves in terms of what we want to consume. And that's yeah. really, really our play. So you mentioned this big demographic is, I guess, positive and negative. The negative is that's a lot. You can't sell to that many people. You just can't possibly. Is there a focus now from a marketing sales where you're Absolutely. looking? Yeah. So Absolutely. You know, we, I, I didn't mean that to be a leading question. I thought that was going to be a tough question. And no. Darnell's smiling now. He's like <laughs> laughing at me. Okay. Well, that's what, that's Give me the answer. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. That's what we Wait do. a second. You're taking this uh, like a business. You're treating this like a business. <laughs> What's going on? Uh, um, so I think our probably baseline consumer is what we call can of curious, right? It's really, um, it's that person that has, for whatever reason over the years, their relationship with alcohol has evolved and maybe they're uh, always sober, maybe they're sometimes sober, maybe some they're just like, you know, uh, wellness forward, but um, they look to other things to, uh, right, feel that, that need, that need of release, that need of socialization, all the things that, you know, alcohol would play for them. And so I think it's right. just sharing that, collectively something. Yeah, yeah um, for sure. And I think, you know, for us, you see that that's really driving um, consumers wanting to explore beyond 
what has existed. And now there's new things that allow you to do that pretty turnkey. Like five years ago to make a cannabis cocktail, you need to go buy a book. You needed to be halfway a scientist to yeah. extract it, right? Right. Now it's literally pick up this bottle of London Dry and treat it just as you would gin and you'll have a lovely experience. And same with the tequila and same with the bourbon. So um, for us, the can of curious, that consumer that is exploring that's New, your focus. Okay. Yeah. Is, is first and foremost. And then obviously, um, right. We're looking there, there's a, there's a lot of, um, segments of that market, right. And why, how you get there. Some people are fully sober and have switched from alcohol to cannabis. Some again, are just trying to reduce their reliance on alcohol, um, and, and millions of other ways that people get into exploring new ways to right. buy, you know, and is and and I want to just ask a final question, but but I'm curious here. Uh, is there a um, do you think there is there a group of people who who just want to um, use a different form of cannabis? They're not maybe as comfortable smoking it or eating it. Do you find that uh, people's because you can't you should I mean eating it has some health issues if they do it too much and and That's smoking true. it has its you know. Its own taboos, right? I think the the feedback that has been most poignant to us in our early stages has been people come to us and say, you know, you really gave me a way to enjoy it on my own terms, meaning I didn't have to step outside to go light a joint, or I didn't have to pull a pack of gummies out of my pocket and, you know, like offer them around. Like it is in a familiar occasion where people don't question what's in your glass, you know, and. Oh, know, oh I get that. Yeah. We get no, we don't have a ton of, yeah, that's cool. I don't have a ton of time. I want to ask a couple last quick things. I know before we, we actually start talking here uh, for the show, you mentioned new products coming down the pipe. So what are they? <laughs> yes. Yeah, so what I can tell you is we have a rum because that's just about. Oh, makes a lot of sense. That's yep. going to be amazing. And that'll help us with, some of the more summer islandy type cocktails that we all love and enjoy and and also can um you know I might push back I I think rum's 12 months a year uh that's oh, my absolutely. position absolutely. <laughs> that's absolutely. my position but okay <laughs> absolutely. um I get that and then and another one you were gonna share yeah with and me? so we have near term we have a uh, smaller skew coming out kind of a you know, similar to how spirits have, you know, the 100 ml bottles, the little, you know, air, airplane bottles, as we call them. Uh, we're, we're coming out with those because a, a big thing for us is we can talk about this until we're blue in the face, but the real aha comes when someone actually enjoys it in a cocktail. And right. we don't have to say much anymore. Right. Amazing. Uh, uh, yeah. So uh, where can I get this thing? So you can buy it directly uh, in California right now. Uh, there will have some exciting announcements coming on some multi-state uh, plans here at the turn of the year. Uh, so we'll uh, say that. But right now you can get it at enjoymoonmxxn.com uh, and it can be delivered to your door within 24 hours. And then uh, stay tuned in mid-October, we have about 30 or so select accounts around the state that will be launching in uh, here mid-October. Some have consumption lounges attached to them, as you might imagine. Um, and so there'll be plenty of places to get your hands uh, on Moon here. Wow, well, it, it seems like I hit you right at the right time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like, <Yeah. laughs> um, 
Yeah, that's, that's super cool. It's a very, you know what, I talk to people, entrepreneurs, products, services, auxiliary services in the cannabis space every week. This is a truly cool product. This yeah, is not just another THC beverage, which is kind of what I thought it was when I first heard about it. Yeah. But it truly is someone who wants to enjoy cannabis in a different format to replace alcohol when, when the mood hits you. Or maybe yeah. the mood will hit you all the time. Maybe that's what you're what you're into. Yeah. And, you know, you, you bring up something, you know, that that's one of the biggest things for us that, again, proof of concept. We know we kind of have something is all these industry vets and OGs saying, like, I thought I thought I saw everything, but this is absolutely different. And, you know, we have gotten high marks across the board. So we, we're excited about the future and hopefully we can play our part in evolving cocktail culture. Well, it's, it's an impressive offering. Uh, we've been talking to Darnell Smith um, at, uh, from Mojo, and uh, they have come out with their first product called Moon, and that's spelled M-X-X-N. Um, and go, and you mentioned the website, but I'll say it again, Enjoy Moon. that's enjoymxxn.com. If you're in California now, but it sounds like pretty soon, not just California, California shouldn't get everything. So that's no. good, thank you. Um, sun's enough, you don't get more. So we can all enjoy it. Uh, Darnell, I really appreciate you taking the time. Um, and this is definitely a story we, we need to follow because uh, I have a feeling it's, it's gonna make some noise. It's cool. Thanks, Thanks for having me. Yeah, and we will be back uh, with more of The Business of Cannabis. The Business of Cannabis is brought to you by Cash Tech Currency Products, North America's leading cash management provider for cannabis retailers. Cash recyclers, smart safes, software and services, Cash Tech has everything the cannabis retailer needs to track, manage, and secure the cash earned in the dispensary. Don't take chances with your cash. Call Cash Tech and solve the problem. Visit www.cashtechcurrency.com to learn more. So welcome to the business of cannabis, Dave Sky, and welcoming Mike Kennedy, co-founder and chief strategy officer for Green Check Verified. If you're in cannabis uh, industry at all, you probably heard of Green Check. Um, Mike's background is sort of in the fintech uh, side of things with a healthy dose of marketing. Uh, so I suppose he's well suited for this role because Green Check has established itself as a a partner to both financial institutions and cannabis businesses by providing um, sort of a mix of consulting services, technology to ensure compliance uh, with applicable legislations. Uh, no one needs to explain why compliance is important. Um, currently boast over 110 banks, credit union partners. They recently announced an acquisition of PayQuick, which is interesting. We'll talk about that, a cannabis financial services company. Um, so let's find out how they do all that. And, uh, and also what it means to be a chief strategy officer as we chat with Mike Kennedy of Green Check Verified. Welcome to the show. Thanks, Dave. Glad to be here. Yeah. So why don't, you, why don't we start off at the obvious question? Break down what you guys do for you know, financial institutions and then and for cannabis businesses. Yeah, absolutely. So one, one begets the other. Um, you know, our mission is to connect every cannabis business with the financial services it needs to grow. And in order to do that, we need to get more banks and credit unions and other financial service providers off the sidelines and uh, willing and able to serve the cannabis industry. 
the way that we did that is by building a software platform that connects the two parties and automates a number of the, um, we'll say routine, but extraneous compliance requirements that go into servicing the cannabis industry. As a lot of your listeners probably know, there's the state versus federal law dichotomy that you know does put banks in a, a precarious situation. But even if we had full federal legalization, you still have what would be considered a high-risk industry. And it's not just because it's cannabis. We have other high-risk industries, um, you know, casinos, um, money service businesses, even restaurants that are cash only are considered high risk. So for these reasons, there are additional hoops that high-risk businesses need to jump through in order to work with banks and credit unions. And we make it easier for cannabis businesses to satisfy their banks' requirements. And then of course, make it easier for banks to come off the sidelines and grow with the cannabis industry. So maybe just explain to our listeners, and I'm going to pretend like I know the answer. Uh, what 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 is what is it about cannabis sorry, that makes it high risk? I mean, so, and federal, two federal illegality aside, what what is it? There, there's two things. One is mostly um, a, a definition uh, situation. So the definition of a legal cannabis transaction is one that complies with applicable state laws, right? The okay. line between a state legal cannabis transaction and a non-state legal cannabis transaction is the difference between a compliant sale and a federally illegal transaction. So it's razor thin. So let's say, for example, a business is fully licensed, they've you know, established themselves in their market, and uh, they inadvertently or perhaps purposely are, are selling to consumers or patients more than their legal allotment. That's an example of a sale that would be considered federally illegal because it does not follow these state guidelines. Banks are expected to monitor for such occurrences. Okay. The second reason they're considered high risk is because of the cash. Any cash-intensive business is going to be considered high risk given a uh, given the fact they have a higher propensity for money laundering. It's just Oh, it's the worry that funds. we don't know where the money's coming from. That's exactly right. Uh, is it coming from illicit funds or, right? Yeah. Now, I'll let you in on something, though, Dave. Talk to me. The, Just you, me and you. Banks and credit unions in this country, here in the U.S., are dying for the chance to work with the cannabis industry. Do you know why? Because it's growing leaps and bounds. It's largely a grassroots industry. So the, the values align with the community banks and credit unions in the okay. U.S. And you know, here in, in, in the States, there are about 10,000 banks and credit unions. It's not just the four or five big guys that you see oh, right. you know, on TV right. and billboards, sure. but that number is declining by about 300 a year. So the bigger banks are gobbling up the smaller guys. There's you know, acquisitions. There's also outright failures. So for a small community bank, you know, Bank of Main Street, to be able to tap into an underbank market, serve the businesses in their community, help get cash off the streets. All of these things are so compatible with the mission of community banking. And so, you know, part of our job, in addition to, to building and, and supporting software, is just to help educate the bankers and the cannabis operators that really there's there's a lot of synergies here and we just have to get over the perfunctory you know yes it is sure. federally illegal but there are things we can do to mitigate those risks so could you give us some real examples of how you mitigate the anti money laundering 
issue and, and the transaction, some of those problems, those high risk problems, what does Green Check actually do to bring a, a bank, convince a bank that they should, they should you know, get involved in cannabis? Well, having the, the benefit of, of hindsight, what we do is we show them our five-year track record, hundreds of federal exams, um, you know, billions and billions of transactions that have been processed through our engine. But before that, what we were able to do is show them the technology that we've built. What we do in a very simplistic way is we integrate directly with the sales and inventory systems being used by the cannabis business, as well as the bank's transaction ledger. And we compare those two data sets to show that the $100,000 that were conducted in sales for the period equals the $100,000 that were deposited in cash for the same period. Right. So we reconcile the two data sets. You can verify the source of funds by looking at the purchase orders or the sales receipts in the case of retail. So would you say you're, you're a subset of the seed to sale kind of model? Or are I wouldn't you say seed, subset. I would or say are overlay. you the seed to sale? Or are you, or are you the overseer overlay. of it? I see. So we right. take in the seed to sale data. We take in uh, the point of sale data. And then we take in the bank account activity. And we help both the operator and the financial institution see that the, the, the facts reconcile, right? There are no anomalies here. This is legal compliance sales. We do have a compliance rules engine that verifies each transaction against applicable rules and regulations for that state and that license type. And then if there are anomalies, if there are unexplained transactions, we have a workflow engine that the banks can use to uh, identify, you know, did you sell a piece of equipment? Was it, you know, wire from investor funds? You know, otherwise verify that those sorts of funds are legitimate. Do all high-risk businesses have to do have this kind of level of scrutiny, or is this a cannabis thing? Um, all high-risk businesses have what's called enhanced due diligence requirements, meaning the federal regulators expect the banks to perform their own analysis on an ongoing basis of how that business is using the financial system. There are also federal reporting requirements called um, CTRs, which I assume you're familiar with given your day job. Uh, those are in regards to large cash transactions. And then right. something called a suspicious activity report, which is ordinarily used to inform law enforcement agencies in the event that a financial or other crime right. is detected by the bank or credit union. I'm and guessing cannabis, those are bad. That's a bad thing. <laughs> you don't want too tends, many of that. Tends to be a bad thing. Tends to that's be a right. bad thing. Yeah. yeah. Oh, good. We only had 10 of them this month. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> So, so uh, yeah, keep going. No, finish off. That that's also you know part of what our software does. So when you think about you know what does a bank need to do in order to serve the industry, it's you know effectively jumping through a bunch of hoops, standing up a bunch of processes, hiring a team to staff and you know um, execute on those processes. Our software automates as much of that as possible, and what that translates into is not just more banks willing to serve the industry, but they're able to offer lower fees to the operators. They don't have to charge as much to the cannabis industry in order to cover their costs right. because a lot of the cost is irrelevant. They don't have to hire a team. They don't have to buy new software. They're using our system, our technology to streamline all of those back office processes. I'm, get, I'm getting the, the word verified in your name. <laughs> I'm starting <laughs> to understand it. Um, let's jump to, because you've alluded to who is, is your client base. Talk to me about your client, your target market. Uh, for green check and 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 the characteristics and who's sort of your ideal customer, if you will. Um, you want to throw in some success stories? Go ahead. 
to give us an idea of exactly um, what we're talking about. Yeah, absolutely. So our, our target customers are, are any cannabis business that is looking for uh, new or better financial services. So whether you don't have a bank or you're banking under false pretense or you're banking out of your personal account, uh, or if you have a bank and you were kind of sick of paying too much or you know providing manual reports or other sort of compliance processes that slow you down, those would be our, our target customers. And it ranges from, you know, we, we serve the largest MSOs in the country down to the smallest mom and pop shops um, oh, throughout okay. the, the US. Right. There isn't any cost to the cannabis business to use ScreenCheck. It's entirely free software. Um, the banks are, are who pay our bills. And the ease of use is really where we decided to make the most investment. So it, it's not a, an arduous process to get set up using GreenCheck, you drop in your API key, the system is integrated, and then you sort of let it run in the background. Now, on the right. bank side, we have a wide range of financial institutions, starting from you know, very small credit unions up to large regional banks. Um, I would say our sweet spot is you know, financial institutions with anywhere from $1 to $5 billion in total assets. So they're small enough that they usually only span a couple of states, but they're big enough that they have you know, a, a substantial footprint in the target markets that they serve, but more importantly, they have a connection to the communities in which they operate, which drives sort of this cohesion between cannabis and corporate finance. We are talking to Mike Kennedy, co-founder, chief strategy officer for Green Check Verified. Uh, the green for cannabis, I guess, the check I'm getting, but the real word there is verified. Uh, learning how uh, businesses uh, and banks can work together. Uh, such a huge issue in the cannabis space. Let's, let's talk a bit about now um, GreenCheck itself. How are you, how are you guys grow growing your business? Uh, you're the chief strategy officer. I'm going to focus on the word strategy. What, what's the strategy here <laughs> over the next <laughs> couple of years? Like, yeah, what well, do you do every day, Mike? What are you doing? <laughs> like, why do you even have a job? Okay. Yeah. Justify yourself and go. The the role that I play is, you know, not what do we do today, what do we do tomorrow? It's what do we do a year from now and, and getting out in front of that. And you know, what's been clear to us for a while is that the, the operative word here needs to be expand. Right? We need to expand our footprint, we need to expand our ability to deliver value. And one of the key ways that we're doing that is through our acquisition of PayQuick, as you mentioned at the top of this um, this session. Right. PayQuick is um, a very innovative um, software and technology company, but they're also themselves a financial service provider. They're a licensed uh, money transmitter, which means they can conduct transactions similar to how a bank might do so and work with the cannabis industry directly. So along with our sort of traditional channels of banks and credit unions, we also will now be able to offer the direct opportunity. So you would bank directly through a pay quick model similar to um, you know, Chime or um, Revolt or any of these sort of digital banks that we see on the consumer side. So, so I can bank one. my money, if I'm a dispensary say, mm -hmm. and I sign up with you with pay, and pay quick is now part of your portfolio, uh, take me through the process. I don't want to put words in your mouth. Uh, the dollar comes into my dispensary. Now, how? what do I do with that dollar bill? So if you want to get paid electronically, you can leverage PayQuick's infrastructure and offer electronic payments over ACH rails, as well as um, you know through direct 
account to account transfers within the pay quick green check network. Alternatively, uh, yeah. you can bank directly with a financial institution, you know, in your town, in your community. The uh, logistics that go into that will vary based on your market. So maybe you make a deposit at the branch, maybe you use a cash logistics provider. Uh, all of that is managed through the green check platform. So you always know exactly how to access, how to deposit, uh, you know, how to uh, manage your funds. But there's also a, um, a, a cost, convenience, and capacity factor here, where not every financial institution is going to be able to offer the services to, that the business needs at the right cost, with the right level of convenience, and at the scale or pace that that business needs, the capacity limitation. So with PayQuick as the backstop, we now have the ability to serve a much wider market segment as opposed to just those markets that are 110 uh, banks and credit unions serve today. So, so, my, so my dollar now becomes accessible to me, whether I whatever the process is to understand this, I might have to deposit it or, or, some, some, or someone picks it up or whatever the process is. And now I can now use that dollar to either pay Absolutely. someone, pay my employees, pay myself, yeah by product, whatever it is. That's right. It's fully insured, regardless of, of wow. you know, whether you're banking direct or with a, a financial institution. Um, you also have the option to tap into our, our next theme, which is, you know, furthering this expansion opportunity. You ask, you know, what is the purpose of my role? We're expanding beyond just depository services. So we are um, working on solutions in uh, insurance, in lending, so you know access to uh, growth capital, payments, HR and payroll, as well as a whole host of other um, you know, service and advisory uh, tools that will complement the depository products and services that you need. So with you, an, you anticipated my next question, which is where are the holes in your offering? So exactly. it seems like you're going to be busy. You're going to be busy next week as you you know start knocking these things off. Um, which yeah. one's a priority? Which, if you had, if I put you on the spot, where do you think the next big opportunity? Because insurance, lending, payments, HR, payroll, plus service and environment, those are huge chunks. Those are industries almost into themselves. Where do you oh, see certainly. the next Quinox? Certainly. And, and this is you know, all through uh, our ability to establish and grow successful partnerships. By no means are we thinking we can you know, take on the you. world by ourselves. Yeah. But you know, ask any operator. Nine out of 10 are going to tell you that capital is the hardest thing to uh, obtain right now. So there's, you know, um, commercial real estate deals, I think, are probably a little easier to close because there's more um, uh, there's more assets to secure the loan. But if you need startup capital, if you need you know, working capital to cover inventory or equipment financing, these um, call them more bespoke or more you know, commercially oriented uh, lending products are pretty hard to come by in most markets. So we're working with a number of uh, folks that mm. do offer this type of financing specifically for cannabis. And we're building deep integrations to make it easy for uh, those um, capital deployments to happen literally at the click of a button. So the information that uh, you've already entered into GreenCheck that's already being transmitted via the integrations is exactly what's needed to underwrite these loan products. So imagine as an operator, you're seeing growth and you want to be able to, you know, stock up on inventory for you know a busy season ahead. Well, that information is already in green check, and we can leverage our underwriting technology through partnerships to 
get that capital to you in as little as 90 seconds. I'm assuming it's it won't be the cheapest given the high risk we're in, or is that, do you think you can help with that too? So our benefit, our, our um, advantage is that we have upwards of 4,000 operators on the platform today, which creates some competitive leverage in terms of negotiating power. So uh, fair enough. three, four years ago when it was, you know, hand-to-hand -hand combat, you're fighting for each and every deal. Yeah, it's sort of the, you know, the market makers get to set the price. But now as we have uh, a much larger sort of collective bargaining power, we're able to establish and maintain equitable rates that help motivate both the uh, capital providers on one side, as well as the uh, cannabis businesses that need to access that capital. Let me, let me ask you one real quick question. We don't have much time because I'm, I'm listening to it. This is very fascinating. We could love to keep talking. Just, what's the hardest part of your job with a title like chief strategy officer? The so hardest you wake part. up and go, wow, this is mm. not, this is really why I get paid. So the hardest part, I work with a lot of really smart people who have a lot of really good ideas. And it's my job as chief strategy officer to help articulate refine and execute on the overall company strategy. And sometimes that means saying no to really, really good ideas. I get you, right. And that, that's difficult. So, you know, I'm very grateful for the opportunity to talk with, you know, folks like you and, and your listeners um, to help, you know, get our team more immersed in, you know, the problems that, that our uh, clientele needs us to solve and hopefully to set us uh, on the right path to getting those problems but solved. Not, uh, yeah, two people have conflicting ideas. You have to pick one. That's right. I guess. Uh, well, Mike, I, I'd love to, I, we're going to have to have you back and, and track this story. It's super interesting. Um, we've been talking to Mike Kennedy of uh, Green Check Verified as they're making some noise in the uh, cannabis sort of fintech uh, financial institution space. Um, go to greencheckverified.com, all one word, greencheckverified.com. If you're a cannabis business, at least you have to uh check this company out to use the bad pun um mike thank you very much really appreciate uh your time and your Thanks, uh, eloquence uh um on a uh, which is obviously one of these inch wide and mile deep type businesses <laughs> that for you sure. simplified for, for us me. i appreciate it yes and we'll be My back uh, with more of the business of cannabis the business of cannabis is brought to you by cash tech currency products North America's leading cash management provider for cannabis retailers. Cash recyclers, smart safes, software and services, Cash Tech has everything the cannabis retailer needs to track, manage, and secure the cash earned in the dispensary. Don't take chances with your cash. Call Cash Tech and solve the problem. Visit www.cashtechcurrency.com to learn more. And welcome back to the Business of Cannabis. Like to welcome my colleague Matt Cook to the show. Matt, I hope you're in a good mood and ready to engage in some interesting companies. Always. Safe. always. So let's always talk about Darnell Smith of Moon, spelled M-X-X-N. I did ask about the X. Um, and Mike Kennedy, Green Check Verified. So Darnell Smith's product, that was, we don't, I mean, because the show's about cannabis, the, I mean, typically the product we get. This was a different one. So I was pretty intrigued yep. by it. Um, a, an alcohol, a, a substitute for alcohol, but with right. a different, 
like with a different infusion. It'll actually be very, this space is going to be very interesting to watch. The beverage, the beverage space yeah. and, and non-alcoholic space in particular. Um, because I think they're, you know, eventually it will be, alcohol will come out with some sort of a label that it is, you know, it, it's damaging to you. Um, there are uh, places in Manhattan now you can go and it's a non-alcoholic bar and everything they serve is non-alcoholic. <clears throat> and given a lot of the medicinal benefits of, uh, of cannabis, uh, I think this is going to be a substitute that a lot of people latch on to. And I think it's very, very interesting how uh, they're positioned and uh, it'll be very, uh, I'm really excited to watch it. Yeah, it's it because uh, there, there's, there's a, tends to be a wall between uh, cannabis and alcohol. Some of it's irrational in the sense that you, you can't consume, the law won't allow uh, cannabis to be consumed in the same environments but some of it is just it's a different experience and they don't necessarily go together mm -hmm. but uh, getting together with friends and having a drink is mm -hmm. is a social so that totally works together so i can see what you're saying you could have non-alcohol bars that serve the same sort of purpose or, or, yeah, or it's events in, it's, it's interesting too that how the demographics are changing um a lot of younger people uh would prefer cannabis over alcohol. Mm. Um, I don't. That's a that good point. From, you know, having two, uh, two having survived <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, but uh, and and the non-alcoholic market is the fastest growing consumer segment right now. It's exploding uh, all over the world, uh, but especially in North America. It's uh, it's uh, whether he did it intentionally. It's in, he's well positioned. See how he does. It's definitely a story to track. Um, and I haven't been able to try it myself because it's in California and I don't get to live in sunny California. Uh, but uh, if the flavor profile matches, if it truly does, if the gin tastes like gin and, and, and the whiskey like whiskey or bourbon like bourbon, uh, it could be a pretty exciting product. Um, well, it is because I even saw the other day, um, you know, zero alcohol uh, Tangerade gin, for example. Uh, okay. They're, all the major brands are getting into it. Right. So you get the flavor, but this is, this actually has an effect. This has the, has the cannabis uh, in it. Has, and yeah, it's. That it's, it's, I think this is probably going to be a very big market. Uh, so I'm excited to watch this. So maybe less exciting but compliance. yeah, compliance <laughs> and anti-money laundering and finance and, and enabling financial institutions, but could be way bigger, <laughs> yes. but because it's, you know, um, we met these, uh, you know, at the, at, we saw them at the PBC conference in Washington. Right. Um, and financial institutions are beginning to engage directly in cannabis. Mm -hmm. Money laundering is still a problem. Like, and it's legit. It's not fear of cannabis. Yeah. It's not just stereotyping. It's, uh, and they're, they're help. And, and so if they help, they could become an intrinsic part of, you know, bed themselves into a financial process. What's better than that? Being a partner right. with, with banks. And with banks. Yeah. And, um, and especially once it does become legal federally, um, they're well positioned 
to work with you know a, a lot of the larger institutions as well um, but i mean i had a conversation with someone who's responsible for compliance um, at a fairly big regional um, uh, midwest bank and you know the money laundering aspect keeps her up at night like she was visibly shaken when i was talking about <laughs> things that i've heard right um, uh, about you know how you can you can uh, launder money in this industry um so it you know they definitely this is something if you're going to be banking um and if you're if you're going to be banking cannabis as a bank and you're going to uh, be dealing with a banking partner as a cannabis business you want to make sure that their back office is set up so that you're doing everything by the book it it's an untold i think there's sort of mentality out there of anger against financial institutions for not being more actively it's hard to get banking and cannabis and it's but part of it is when when you have the illicit market still incredibly strong 50 uh, i'm going to make up a number but let's call it 50 percent uh still uh, you know how do you how do you ensure and um, and other businesses don't have that issue now if they had leaked you know anyway it's it, it's I think Green Check Verified is making an interesting play. Um, they've made yeah. some sub substantial investments in the payment space now and in trying to gain market share in what has to be, you talked about growing markets. Uh, cannabis financial services is, is maybe the fastest growing market practically in cannabis uh, because what would be more essential other than the cannabis itself is financial institutions wrapped around it. Right. So, um, not, I, maybe sexy. that's stating the obvious. It's not sexy, and maybe it's stating the obvious. But uh, we, one of the themes of the show is what's the most, you know, who's going to be the big winner in cannabis? And it may not be the growers or the cannabis itself. It's going to be the ancillary services wrapping around right. enabling this, um, you know, like Google as opposed to what's actually being sold. Um, well, as always, thank you, Matt, for uh, uh, sharing uh, your time with us and your comments. My pleasure. Um, Thank you for Cash Tech uh, for sponsoring the business of cannabis. Uh, check them out at www.cashtechcurrency.com uh, and for all your cash management needs. My name's Dave Sky. I'm here all week uh, talking to more uh, cannabis operators on the front lines uh, and dis discussing the realities of uh, making uh, money in the cannabis space. Uh, until next week, be well. And this is the business of cannabis.